0: Radio One Ninety One 91FM podcast. You want to get the most out of your time at University of Otago. You want to try something new. You want to try something different. You'll find it in the club. I got the wrong thing. I put it up in, in, in the club instead of uh, <laughs> instead of executive chairs. But that's alright because it kind of works out. I think I put it in the club instead of executive chairs because we've got the clubs and societies representative today. The Shunka uh, Governor. Morena.
1: Hi, how are you? I'm
0: good. Welcome back.
1: Yeah, good to be back.
0: Yes, yes. Um, right. Um, last year, when you were running for this position proper, because of course you you had this position last year, but only for a little bit. Yeah. And you did run for by-election, it there was yeah. a by-election. So you did run for it proper. But uh, for the entire year, um, you said that visibility and accessibility were the most important parts of the role. So how's that going so far this year? How many meetings have you attended?
1: Oh, Um, I haven't attended as many meetings I think the end of last year there were so many AGMs to go to so quite a lot there Mm -hmm. Um, so far I've just had the affiliated clubs council Mm -hmm. um, one grants panel and we've got another one coming up and I've just been helping out clubs wherever they need help really
0: nice, nice Um, how many clubs do we have now?
1: Oh, it's like 190. There's a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, imagine if you did go to every meeting. It would be
1: a full-time role.
0: Yeah, it would be a hell of a full-time role. And it's only a 10-hour role, so um, you can't exactly do. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. Um, Are you a member of any clubs? Are you allowed to be?
1: Yeah, I'm technically ex-officio of every club. Yes, that's right, that's right. So I'm a member of 190 clubs.
0: Wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there's so many social occasions for you to attend.
1: Yeah, so many wine and cheeses.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're big in debating and stuff. So you're member of the debating society. Yeah,
1: I'm president this year. Oh well, so. there we go.
0: There we go. So if we know that if the debating society all of a sudden is getting a lot of funding. We know that something dodges going on. Something
1: fishy. It's Josh Meikle. It's not (laughs) me, everyone. (laughs) Oh yeah, because
0: he's debating as well. Yeah. Oh jeepers! Too many of them. Yeah. Um. So. Um. So uh, the level two kind of put things on hold a little bit this year, didn't it? When we got into
1: yeah, it was at a very inconvenient time for clubs because it was first week of uni where lots of clubs were having their welcome functions. I know us were debating. We pushed everything back a week or two and I think only had our like big welcome event around like the 8th of March mm-hmm. and then our um, first club night was a week later so we only really got things started by like week three, week four.
0: Yeah, so everything's kind of started to ramp up across the whole board now?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's quite good, you know, seeing clubs actually... Planning their activities. I've seen lots of posters and stuff up, so it's really nice that things are getting back into swing and reaching some sense of normality after last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but f- I, I assume that for a lot of the international clubs, um, students' associations, um, you know, like the Malaysian Student Association, African Student Association, they've probably seen a downturn in numbers this year, is it? Yeah.
1: I don't actually know too much about this, but I assume just because we're not getting that many international students into the country that there'll be like less people joining those clubs. so it's sort of like the domestic based members that would be making up most of that.
0: Yeah. would that have a negative impact on them funding wise or is there some kind of leniency put towards clubs that do have a you know um, that strongly rely on some international members?
1: I think that's definitely like something to take into consideration with funding, knowing that if a club has had like a decrease in members, that that's not necessarily a reflection of them as a club, but mm. rather than the international circumstances. Yeah, it's not usually something that we look at when funding. Um, normally, we look at how like if that grant is going to affect a certain amount of members. For example, if a club was applying for funding for a tournament that only. Five people were attending and the mm. club has like five hundred members. Yep. And that's something we'd look at. But the size of the club um, usually doesn't really affect it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of size of clubs, sign up club.
1: Oh yeah. They're <laughs> a big club.
0: <laughs> They're the biggest club now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've been around <laughs> for what, five weeks? Yeah. Um well I mean so with that in mind, what does it take to be a club or society? What are the stipulations?
1: Um, so <laughs> Obviously, like, once you've got that group of keen members there, mm. it comes to forming a constitution, getting your elected president, like, vice president, treasurer, and secretary, and then if you want to have, like, additional members there, add those. Yeah. Um, and just kind of having a constitution that fits with OUSA, if you want to be affiliated, and taking those minutes from your IGM. And once you've got all that sort of... Send them to Nicky, the CDO, who sends them to me, and I get yeah. them affiliated.
0: So you don't necessarily have to have a purpose for the club.
1: Um, I guess it, it has to have, have some, to, some sort it, of function, but it can just be like a social club. You know, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be activity based.
0: Yeah. So it can just be a, like this one here, sign-up club, or like a meetup club, or, or whatever. Yeah. And We catch up every week and have. Yeah. A, you know.
1: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
0: like, like, why is there no BYO club? <laughs> Surely that's the next cab off the rank. Ooh.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I, maybe a club like that might not fit too well, I don't know. Hey,
0: look, you can take your own water.
1: Yeah, that's you true. Know, you know. We're not saying what, we need a BYO.
0: That's exactly right, exactly right. Um, so, um, well... We probably should have asked this at the beginning, but there were so many other questions, so I wanted to ask. But what is what is your role exactly? How does it play out?
1: Um, So my role is like an internal-facing role with the clubs and societies on campus. So it's just sort of making sure that they're okay, being that like representative that they can go to if they need support. And I I guess it's kind of good having a student there because otherwise, there's like you know adult members working at clubs and socks. So I'm just sort of their like liaison.
0: Yeah, yeah. So all the old 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 people like myself I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so you can understand because you know life is different to what it was when a lot of older people went to uni. Um, right, one of the big things out of this week, and it has one of the, been one of the big things for the last ten years, uh, and it's finally happened. But there were reports of a member of a club being indefinitely suspended, aka uh, you know chucked out of a club. Uh, it was on the nineteenth of last um, last week on the nineteenth. You can't say what happened, I understand that. But we know that under the affiliated club's complaints and sexual misconduct policy, sexual misconduct is the only grounds for indefinite suspension. Uh, is th- this is the you know, this is a policy in action uh, for perhaps the first time. Are you pleased with the process? and uh, Is it robust enough to keep students safe?
1: I think it is, and I think what it does is that it clearly outlines pathways and avenues that clubs can take in order to expel or suspend a member and as well as that they know the avenues of support and like guidance they know to go to the cdo Mm -hmm. or to debbie and i think it's been handled really professionally which is good obviously it's really sad when these situations do arise but they are like there for clubs protection so i'm glad that there is something in place that clubs can follow when the worst happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's um, yeah. you know, is, is it the first time it's been used?
1: Yeah, the policy was only um, enacted at, at the end of last year, yeah. so first time.
0: It's good, it's good, uh, and uh, obviously um, the clubs know that it's there. Yes, you yes. know, they've all they've all had it, they've all read it, they've all gone through it. Yeah. Uh, is it something that you make sure happens? Yeah, Do they have an understanding of of their responsibilities.
1: So when it was um enact it or when it was going through the process of being put on notice um, I did a lot of like advertising being like clubs you need to see this let me know if you have any thoughts Mm -hmm. I brought it up at the affiliated clubs council so I definitely tried to make sure that they were um, on board with the process and could give us any feedback um, if needed and it was good to have them as part of the process to shape up this document that would be quite important to them when they needed it
0: yeah indeed indeed Uh, okay so what's happening at the moment what's coming up you're working on a handbook
1: yeah so i think in terms of like increasing visibility and accessibility for our resources which is still one of my ongoing goals is creating just kind of like a one-stop document that clubs can go to for other ways that they might need support like Obviously, like, reading a bunch of, like, policy documents isn't the most accessible way of getting information. Mm-hmm. So just having something in, I don't know, like, a PDF format, yeah. if they need to, like, quickly control F and see what's the best way to start a club, what's the best way to get resources, mm-hmm. um, grants, that sort of thing. Maybe having, like, a really easy flowchart so clubs know what to do when they want to, like, I don't know, formulate an affiliated club or apply for grants, other Help, like what does Tefare Tafaro do and their support for clubs? Mm-hmm. Um, so, just having all of that in one package that clubs can just easily access because at the moment, just reading like a sea of words on the website <laughs> isn't cutting it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fully understand. No one reads that stuff.
1: No, no. You look at it and you're just like, I'm not reading all of this. Yeah, as soon
0: as you see like things like terms and conditions and that kind of stuff, it's yeah, just like, nah, I'm, I'm not into it. That's why you know we automatically blindly do our updates on our phones and then things yeah. go bad. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Um, so you're working on that at the moment. Anything else uh, coming up on the horizon? Any big events or anything?
1: Um, I also want to like start thinking about doing like a president's training at the start of each year. I know that a lot of the time, clubs' presidents go into a role with not too much handover from the previous year, yeah. and it's it can be quite tough being a president of the club. Like you have to chair meetings. A lot of the time, people don't know how to, yeah. or they don't know what minutes of a meeting are meant to look like. So I guess just like working with them on those logistical stuff, but also maybe even just like giving them guidance on like leadership stuff within a club. Mm-hmm. Usually, you're in a club. With, like, your mates, so it's quite hard to yeah, go yeah, to yeah, that yeah. president role and be, you know, disciplinary if you need to. So, yeah, yeah. just making sure that they have some guidance with that as well.
0: Yes, yeah, the separation of the personal and the professional yeah. can be quite difficult at times. Definitely. Yeah, most definitely can be. Brilliant. Well, it sounds like you're doing a lot, so that's good. I hope you're enjoying it this year.
1: Yeah, it's been fun.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, thank you for coming in this morning. No worries. An absolute pleasure. Have yourself a, a wonderful day, and good luck with the handbook and everything else. And we'll talk again later in the year, and I'll Cheers. be um, glad to be able to catch up and see how you've gotten on. That was the Radio one 91FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.